and welcome back to the Class 1A podcast. My name is Andrew Nimsgren. Alongside me, I have James Graham and Dylan Beal to break down everything that happened in this week's episode, which was the 100th episode of the anime. And actually, this is our 101st episode ever of the podcast. Isn't it, Dylan, or are we one or two? I think we're somewhere off. We just barely missed the lighting up of it. Yeah, like technically this is 102, but I think we had like three episodes that were non-episodes, so it's close enough. It's cl- we're very you know close. You know, let's just say it. I mean, yeah, let's just our hundred. Yeah, well, yeah, well, the hundreds is for Avaganda for us and the anime both. It was a very big lore episode, but guys, how did you feel about this? Obviously, trying to shift over to a new arc. Not too much of an idea what that's going to be yet, but clearly the joint training arc's done, and now we're doing whatever this episode was i mean i'm a big fan of this i have talked about this on the show like multiple times that i like the ebb and flow that they do with arcs of where you have like kind of like serious stuff going on and then you move into like something easy you know not super intense there's like random jokes all over the place and that's what this episode was i like it it's it's like a good like breather episode i would say I don't know, man. It's just overshadowed by the fact that I'm still getting sports festival flashbacks like this late. I'm getting, episode 100. Episode 100. I'm still getting sports festival flashbacks. And it was Todoroki throwing shade. So, like, I don't know, silver lining, I guess. <laughs> Which was one of my favorite moments was when Bakugos is kind of commentating over top of that. Like, you're pretty sharp, but you're still pretty dull at the same time. <laughs> so, a lot of good moments, kind of like that, what you're saying, Dylan. Obviously, not my favorite episode of the season by far, especially when you just have the last three episodes before that, but still a fun episode. It is a lot more lighthearted, which is kind of needed, even though the last couple arcs, I mean, episodes weren't necessarily super heavy, but it was still a very good break. We'll be, what do you got, Dylan? I have a question. I have a question for both of you. I have the questions this time, Andrew. What was Mina showing Mineta on the TV? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I know, when he was strapped down, <laughs> I don't even know. These old people like what is what's something incredibly boring and that it can't be provided? Like, just old people talking to each other, I, like just something just... blatantly dumb and unhorny. I think, un- <laughs> I, I, I think it was like probably like some like like fast food restaurants anti harassment video. I was gonna just say like a PSA or something like that. Yeah. Like he was, tra- yeah, a hundred percent. Captain 100%. America sitting down in the chair saying, "So you sexually harassed one of your classmates." <laughs> Give, right. me that, give me that, but it's all my. Give me all my sitting down. Oh, chair I actually like that. that so much better. That should, we should just make that happen. Um, <laughs> all right. Before we jump into the recap, talking about our thoughts, plus ultra and all that kind of stuff. If you guys do enjoy this or any other My Hero, uh, My Hero Academia content, we do do a ton on the channel. Go over to youtubecom class1a if you're listening on podcast. Otherwise, if you are a watching on YouTube right now and you want to listen on podcast, we're available on Apple Podcast on Spotify. Pocket Cast, pretty much wherever you listen, we're going to be available. Leaving a five-star review over there helps a ton. Or subscribing, liking, all that kind of stuff also does a ton on the YouTube channel. And then one last thing of housekeeping is we are actually doing a giveaway for volume 28 of My Hero Academia. I don't even remember the number we're giving away. We're giving, remember the manga, yeah. we're giving away the most recent volume. We're giving away three copies. So if you go over to our Twitter or Instagram, both Class 1A Pod. You have three chances to enter and win the most recent volume of My Hero Academia. No strings attached. Pretty much just have to follow us and interact with the posts. And you have a chance to win. We'll be giving that away next Wednesday. So make sure to do this in the next couple of days if you want a chance to win that. The only but, caveat with that is that we're only shipping physical copies to the States. Yes. and then, But if you are overseas or something like that, 
if you have a digital platform that we can easily buy you a copy for, we'll still figure it out. Otherwise, you might just have to do it something else. But that's besides the point. Go and enter anyways if you want a chance to win. But with that, let's jump into episode 100 of My Hero Academia or season 5, episode 12, titled The New Power and All for One. After the recap, it starts off with Deku talking about how awesome Shinzo did in their battle against each other. And Vlad announces that there will be one last review, but Shinzo is more than likely to be joining the hero course next year, unsure of what class yet. Mineta is offered up as the person to replace Shinzo, which is actually a funny point because Dylan Beal is going to scientifically, mathematically, my goodness, be breaking down the person that should actually be replaced by Shinzo between class 1A, class 1B. That's a video that's going to be coming up this week. He spent a lot of time and research on it. So Mineta may still end up being kicked out of the class, but Mina didn't do the math correct. Anything yeah, you want to add to that? I, I got spreadsheets and stuff. Um, <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's flawless. Um, we'll, the, the results will shock you. They won't. They won't shock you. It's probably <laughs> someone that you're thinking, but they, they may shock you. So keep, uh, keep an eye on all of our social media planners or the YouTube channel. That'll be popping up and we'll be posting all about that later. But it should be a super fun video coming up around this topic. But jumping back to the episode, Monoma goes on about how the next time Class 1B will win, blah, blah, blah. Mentions blank and how Deku's power was, which we'll get a little bit more of an explanation on later on. We also get to see Eerie for a second, who is still the cutest goddamn thing in this entire show. And then that night, Bakugo is basically trying to kill Deku in an attempt to see if Black Widow will come out, despite Deku saying, I'm not going to use this quirk anytime at 9 a.m. And at 8 p.m. at night, he's trying to use the quirk again, so he clearly has no self-control. But there is a flashback to the teacher's office where Bakugo, Deku, and All Might are talking. All Might basically knows nothing about the previous holders, despite me thinking last week, like, oh yeah, he's going to know a ton about these people. He knows nothing, and he was not expecting these additional quirks to manifest. Going back to kind of the training, Deku pretty much believes that since his emotion said that he needs to lock the power away for now, it won't come out, but he can kind of work on unlocking and locking the power as it's needed in the future, despite him saying he's not going to use it anytime soon. So I don't know why that'd be important. But back at the dorms again, Class 1A and Class 1B are chilling. Kirishima and Tetsu Tetsu have a very manly moment, and everyone is talking about the joint training um, that they just did. Todoroki is a little slow on Deku's two quirks concept, but you also see that he reached out to Endeavor to learn Flashfire, which Endeavor's trying to have been reaching out to Shoto, trying to ask him if he's willing to learn it. And then it then does go on to see that it's decided that Shinzo will join the hero course by all the teachers. And we learned that Monomo was invited over to work with Eerie to see if he could teach Eerie her power since he has the copy quirk. But it's also blank for him, pretty much just meaning that he can't stockpile quirks. We'll go more on that later. Um, they were pretty much, uh, Deku gave a little motivational speech to Eerie, but it really felt like it was more for him than Eerie, so whatever works, Deku, get your feelings out, but at least Eerie seemed a little bit excited about it. Uh, Todoroki and Bakugo are in a final test for their provisional licenses, and then we see a huge wave rushing through a town. A group of the villains called the Setter Gang are per, uh, stealing purses and such of the nearby citizens. Bakugo and Todoroki, who just got their licenses, get out of the car with All Might and just kick the shit out of these guys in a pretty cool but six, seven minute fight scene that was definitely worth the watch if you guys haven't seen it yet. And then in the preview for next week, we do see that it's going to be the Christmas episode. Christmas in June, I guess. But what do you guys think about the episode? I mean, Dylan, I know you're kind of saying early on, and I guess we got a couple of certain topics, but 
I, I thought the fight was great. I thought the funny moments were great. I mean, I don't really have too many complaints about the episode besides wanting more, but that's every single episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it overall. I thought it was really good. There was a lot of really funny moments in there. Um, that I just like, I, I don't know, like, like, like Sue, like kind of like hibernating because it was too cold. I, I don't know, I just got such a kick out of that. I, I really liked those kind of moments of my hero. And even though like in the joint training arc, there was funny moments, it just like, it wasn't overall funny. It was more serious because it was fight. So it's nice to have like a relaxed kind of environment of where it's just like, let's just do a bunch of random jokes um, all over the place. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think that's needed sometimes because yeah, the, I think the funniest parts for me were like when Bakugo was calling people trash and scum and all that kind of stuff. Like that was the funniest part of the joint training arc for me, but definitely here. The Sue, the Kiyoshima Tetsu Tetsu moment, things kind of like that. Even Bakugo just casually calling Deku scum when talking with All Might. And All Might's like, don't call him that. Like it's just so natural for him. So I thought a lot of the moments were just really fun here. And I guess a one problem that you probably picked up on is the whole black whip situation in this episode and actually in the preview we see deku using black whip for a second in the very next episode so do we yeah, just I, I don't know it's yeah he's like i i'm not going to use this i need to wait until i use this and immediately tries to use it like you said it's it's just too funny i, I think james just chalked that up to like a hero like a main character syndrome or whatever is like oh like i'm not going to use this anytime soon and then the second he even thinks about needing it he starts using it so i mean that's Deku at this point. Do we really expect more from him? Like, the second he gets something cool, he just tries to blow his body apart. But I guess the really cool thing is that Shinzo's in the second year officially, more or less. There's still details to be figured out and such. But I think we've all kind of been talking about, like, this will he, won't he. You're doing a whole, whole video on who he's replacing. But we all pretty much agreed he deserves to be in there, right? Is there any oh, objection to that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially, I think, that... go on. I think he still has like a far way to go as far as like combat prowess and stuff like that. But I think as far as like utility and you know like decision making and stuff like that, seems to be like pretty pretty on the on the ball. Um, I like it, it. Like it worries me to know like how effective Shinzo would be if he had made it right into the class initially. You know what I mean? I think he would be incredibly effective. That's really the thing. Like. I hope they do some like side training or something with them because I mean, yeah. sure you're going to join in and everyone's expecting him to li be a little bit behind, but I mean, I'm expecting year two is like mostly a lot of more work studies and all that kind of stuff. Like you're going to be out in the field a lot more since you all have your provisional licenses and all that. He doesn't have that. He probably has done any like the really intensive quirk training or anything kind of like that outside of the little he's done with Aizawa. So hopefully at some point he gets his license and kind of goes through all that, but Neither either way, he's going to be second year. And his quirk isn't one that needs to be trained as much. It's more about what he can kind of do around it, similar to Aizawa, who uses a binding cloth and has to think about how using it in a more of a tactical sense. Because just getting someone to talk to you, maybe eventually he's able to do two, three people, would really be the growth of his quirk, unlike some other quirk. And the ones that, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, and also a good thing to remember is he's joining really soon, actually, because it's we we seen from like i think it was the preview that it's about christmas time yep um so if it's like a you know roughly december he has like 4 months until it's year 2 uh so i would assume that they're probably going to put him like on a you know listen you're going to go into hero course here's like a is a super like condensed version of like some of the stuff you missed you know ways to catch you up and whatnot um but he's he's going to be in like really soon because it's only 4 months that's true. I forgot kind of exactly when the that either the 
all the academia school, the academia schedule, goodness, is so much different in Japan than it is in the United States. So I kind of forgot how close that would be. But I guess that was a really cool thing, and I can't wait to kind of see more of Shinzo. Obviously, he's a big fan favorite of all three of us. We gave him multiple plus ultras throughout the entire thing. But going on to another character that's definitely been one of our more favorites going on. We saw a lot of Monoma this episode, so even though Class would be is kind of going back to the side, we saw him talk about his blank. We've seen him trying to teach eerie things. And Dylan, what do you kind of have about just the stockpiling quirks and just interesting things about that? This was a topic you kind of liked. Yeah, I, I thought this was kind of interesting on him talking about how he can't take the quirks that are stockpiling quirks because if he, he takes the ability to stockpile, but like you need time and stuff to facilitate or whatnot. I thought that was really interesting because they they brought up Fatgum of where, you know, he can't replicate Fatgums because his is stockpiling and uh, Eries as well as Deku's. I just thought that was like kind of interesting. I want to talk about, I guess, like the Eerie side of it because that's a reveal that her ability is a stockpiling quirk. But what is she stockpiling then? Yeah, that's so, just no, it. Like... Well, something that it said, if it takes energy for something else and converts it into something else. So I guess that's still considered stockpiling, but... We know that like her actual blood and like cells has something to do with this. So those cells probably build up some kind of energy that she's then able to use. I'm assuming that's kind of mm. how the bolts work. So it's her actual physical structure. It's a quirk that's kind of bled into like her actual body at this point. So something internally, I believe, is stockpiling, which is why the horn gets bigger and smaller because at the horn gets right. bigger, she has that more power kind of stockpiled. So yes, it's a stockpiling quirk, but it's not quite the fat gum who has to eat or Deku stores up like whatever energy he kind of has. So Emotion. does that mean, does that mean then like, uh, uh I, I forget what types of quirks they are, but the ones that make you essentially look like monsters or whatnot, or like insects oh. or like other animals, are yeah. those inherently this stockpiling of some sort too, of like, could, could he then not take those and like appear like Jack Mantis? If he yeah. Jack Mantis, say- would he just not appear? Like Jack I, no, or? I think he would. Because we see it with Eerie, he grows the horn. But I guess that's part of the quirk a little bit. So that's a good question because he grows yeah. the horn. And when even when it's a blank for him, he still got the all-for-one green sparking around him. One for all, sorry. um, Green sparking around him. So he still gets the visual side effects of quirks. But I, I don't know if he... Yeah, I guess a really interesting question because... He never, like, if he fought against Tokiyami or something kind of like that, it'd be interesting to see, but he never fought be, against anyone that had that kind of quirk. Yeah. Maybe because there's not an answer. Yeah, didn't want to think about it. Yeah, that's just it. I'd, I'd really like to see, like, what what traits get carried over and what don't, so you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, like, again, all his stuff is on a timer, too, right? So, it's, Well, I think like, that's I'm, why, like, the stockpiling doesn't work, because in theory, like, if he had unlimited time, it would work. It yeah. would be fine, but it's a blank because he's taking it and there's no energy when he first takes it. And yeah. so like whenever he activates um one one for all, uh the sparks go around him because he's using it, but there's just nothing stockpiled. There's nothing, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. built up. Yeah. Hmm. Either way, still he's, really cool. He's such a, a like there's such a rabbit hole with him you can go down. It's it's really cool. His quirk is definitely one of the most interesting ones in the world because it has the most loose rules kind of. Because they can just make up what's a blank and what's on the back end and then try to explain their way out of it. Now we kind of know it's stockpiling, but you could kind of consider like anything like, oh, like, yes, your quirk actually doesn't look like you stockpile it, but really it's a stockpiling of iron in your blood. And that's how Tetsu Tetsu gets hard or something kind of like that. Like you can kind of explain away anything like that. Yeah. Um, so it is super interesting. But Eerie coming back in the timeline 
and trying to train her to use her quirk, obviously, I'm sure is going to have something with it. I don't feel like they'd keep Eerie around and like, oh, we want her to learn her quirk. They mentioned her horn is getting bigger, which means she's getting her power back and things such as that. I don't know exactly where that's going to play into it. Obviously, there's always been the fan theories about Miria coming back and things such as that. But I'm glad to see Eerie still in the story. I don't think that's going to pay off anytime soon, but I'm glad to keep her in here because I love her. I think she's adorable. I would watch a sitcom of just Aizawa, uh, Mirio, and Yuri just like being a little family. I'd watch like a hundred episodes of just that alone. So I love that part, but it is interesting to see her still stay in the series. Yeah, I think it's just like the Stain thing of where we know Stain exists. We haven't seen him since like what season like one or two. Wasn't he locked yeah. up right now? Yeah, you know, he's locked up. But, like, the thing is, it's he like... He Like, why did he kill him? He's, 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 he's locked right? up. Like, we, yeah. Um, so, it, it's just, like, one of those things of where, like, even, like, um, uh, All for One, right? It's like, we know these characters exist and they're locked up. It's just like, yeah. when are they going to come back? The second that we they're not they're dead, you know they're going to come yeah. back. Like, they would write him away. Like, with Overhaul, he's gone. He doesn't have a quirk anymore. Like, he doesn't have arms. So, he's, you just assume he's not going to come back. Because, like, what is he going to do? Just stare? Yeah. And just try to like manifest something happen. Like, no, he's gone. Um, I guess Dylan, you had a mystery topic as well that you just wanted me to direct you to. Yes, I just want to say this is a big reveal that we got this episode. I don't think anyone caught it. So obviously, um, the end of the ep- like the end credits, um, has been a buildup. I don't know if you've seen the narrative of what happens uh, during the end credits, uh, but essentially, it's every week. You know, they play the ending song. It's fun. We we all love it. It's great. And they're getting ready for a party. And I I have been having this discourse with a couple people now of whose party is it? Like trying to look at everyone's birthdays and like trying to figure out the timeline we're currently in. And like, well, whose birthday could this be? Whose birthday could this be? And it turns out to be a celebration for Bakugo and Todoroki because of their they got their license. Does this mean we get a change up now because they got their Does license? Does that ask you what it is? No, yeah, no, that's because they had the party this episode. And that's the party that they've been building up for in the end credits. It wasn't a birthday party. It was a Is party. Is that why they did the end credits and then showed the thing afterwards? Oh, yes, that's sir. the brain. Oh, because it my wasn't, God. Because it wasn't the preview. Because they did that part. Then they did a preview. So they could still consider it like part of the actual episode. Yeah. That's the. Oh. That's what they. Is that's that canon the or are you just making that up? I No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, mean, I have to go back and rewatch this now. Yeah. I like. I mean, if it's head canon, it's still really good head canon. But it being after the credits does help with it a little bit, and I do like yeah. that either way. I think that's really, that's really good. Um, yeah, no, because yeah, because if you watch the, the, that's why they're out and about on the town is because they're picking up stuff for the party. That's really cute. That's yeah. really, I like that. I like that a lot. Because we don't see Bako Todoroki in it at all. That would kind of that 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 ruin it. That are kind of ruins it, it a little bit. I, you know what? No, don't I don't think they're time. in it. I don't think they're in it. I'm trying to think like, of like. I know. I know. Bakugo for sure isn't it. It isn't in it because uh, I don't think he is at least because uh, the the voice actor for Bakugo um, commented on it. And he's like, "Oh, it's so sad. He's not with his friends Kirishima and Denki." <laughs> we'll have to go back and look at it. But either way, it's really good head cannon, Dylan. That's a really that's a really good thing. And I guess kind of speaking of. Uh, not Deku Dom, Todoroki and Bakugo. I mean, we had a really cool fight he's seen at the end. They both have the provisional license now. That's awesome. We kind of got a little bit of tease about this black market support items, seeing if that'll kind of play in, because they made it a very clear part of the episode, but just kind of this entire scene, seeing them work together and kind of feel like heroes. 
and Bakugo still being very much himself, even when doing hero work, telling someone to go commit suicide somewhere else. So yeah, like whew, that was dark. <laughs> anything kind of from that whole fight scene there. Obviously, we usually don't dive too far into fight scenes, but that or the black market items. Anything you guys found really interesting there? I kind of want to know about like what, what the deal is with knockoff Crimson Chin. Like, I kind of want to know what's going on with him. This this random dude who just shows up and starts talking to them and surprisingly knows like a decent amount about them. Like, it was just like you know, usually you get like the crowd shouting up, but this guy like was like super excited about the tombs. I don't know. I thought he was I super excited about Bakugo. He called him like the crazy guy from TV or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like, I don't, I don't know. He was I, like, I mean, like he was a little sus, but like. I mean, to be fair, Bakugo is the crazy guy from TV, though. Oh. He is the crazy guy. He was muzzled on TV. I mean, like, they, they compared it to, like, the likes of the Olympics. So, obviously, if you see someone win the Olympics, but chained up with the muzzle, you're going to remember that person for a while. Yeah, that's true. That is a good... I'll give you that. Like, that'd be you a, that that'd just be a meme. Like, if that was a real life, there'd be so many memes that'd just be used over and over again again about Bakugo, even though there's kind of memes from the actual show, too, but this is their <laughs> real life. One thing I really did like is the little All Might moment that we got of him trying to save the woman. I don't know. I just really like that. Um, like it's, he's still it's just a hero. A, he's still a hero. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I really like that. That was a really good moment. I'm glad that they had that in this episode. And he did actually save him, right? I, I think Bakugo kind of helped them not get injured a little bit. But either way, I think they would have been fine. Yeah. Well, I think I think All Might would have come out like a little banged up afterwards, right? Like I we we don't really know what like the state of his like his general physique is. He's pretty he looks pretty decrepit, right? Like so I don't know. But yeah, yeah. the man, the man's out there still busting his ass. God love him. I love that he's he's just kind of a dad figure to everyone in class one A now. He's driving them around, telling them to be careful. Obviously, he's with Deku all the time. Like he's just the dad of class one A. He's like um kind of like the, how some sororities have like a like an I don't even remember what it's called like. They have like a, I guess house bunny is one thing I think of, but they usually have like a head person or something like that. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. He's just around all the time. Uh, the there is, there is, there is one. Speaking of like dad figures, and this this kind of jogged my memory that it happened. There was a name drop between Aizawa and present Mike that I I like throughout the show. I don't. I've yet to see that name. Oh yeah, I, I no clue who they were talking about there. Yeah. Oh yeah, like did, did it, it was like, this weird you... conversation. Yeah, and then they, he's just like, "Is he right?" And they like, he like the name gets out, and he cuts him off immediately, right? And it seemed like I don't know, it seemed like a somber kind of discussion because President Mike wasn't like losing his shit. So, is it like, is it maybe are we finally gonna talk about the the class that he expelled? Is that is maybe that's <laughs> oh. a reference there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's probably gotta come up soon because they didn't make a big enough deal about it where, um. Like, everyone's going to be speculating on it nonstop. There's only one kind of write-off comment that kind of instantly ended the conversation there. But also, yeah. during the preview for next week, they're like, but something dark and sinister is happening behind the scenes. It could have something to do with that, maybe? I yeah, don't know. I, don't... I just feel yeah. like it wasn't a big enough moment where, like, oh, this is a setup for, like, eight episodes down the road and make sure you remember this name. Like, it was such a short moment that it feels like it has to come soon or it's not important. And we'll get into well, some it's, random it's... backstory down the road. It's so weird for me, like, with, with My Hero, because, like, it never feels like some, like, unless Horikoshi decides to deliberately forget it, it's never not deliberate, you know what I mean? Like, it's never, it's never just put in there for, like, chits and giggles, you know what I mean? There's always, there's always purpose, right? So I think 
like yeah whether the, the the degree of relevance it is i'm not sure but i'm sure there is some relevance to it right yeah so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that but that's definitely kind of one hanging thread from all of this i i think i think the other one we we kind of skipped over it a little bit but the black market support items i think we might just get like a cool like new information about like the like maybe like underworld of like what's going on with villains and stuff like that too which could be really cool yeah absolutely because it's, it's such a like an unanswered thing you know what i mean yeah. like we know support like support gadgets are made for heroes like what do villains do like who who do they go to like i mean we know about like the the, the arms dealer who's working with like the uh like villains it, and stuff it's like that instantly who i thought about right it's yeah. like i i assume it's probably going to be something like with him of where it's like he he like i don't he's just like given given stuff out now like maybe that's part of their plan of where they just like um it reminds me of like the the vigilantes uh drug or whatever like the drug in, in vigilantes mm -hmm. um where yeah, they just... where, where they just like make the pop of villains or whatnot maybe they're just like making these like villains in the way that they're just dropping support items all over the place for people to use there was two yeah. mentions of support items too because on the tv where it hung on it for like 18 seconds it felt like was about a support agency coming in and we have no idea what the next arc is at this point so i agree some kind of underground maybe they're helping the good support agency going against trying to stop the black market kind of support items i mean something kind of like that could come into play because i agree that that they called out two support item kind of conversations in the same episode which felt weird yeah absolutely. we have really haven't got any mention of it outside of hatsume up to this point yeah so it's deliberate until it's not so like pretty much we're, i'm gonna chalk that up to like you know there was a there was a reason why it was there but with that i think we move over to this week plus ultra which is going to probably be incredibly random to how you ever want to look at this but the plus ultra award is a weekly award that we do each and every week that decides which character went beyond win plus ultra and all three of us get to pick our own character and decide who went plus ultra the most throughout the entire season when we tally it up at the end. James. Oh, shit. You don't have one? We can go to someone else first. Yeah, give it to Dylan. It's, it's, easy. it's an easy one. Like, okay, I come here. I come here every single week. I give the correct answer, and you two just, like, say random stuff that doesn't make sense. Oh, it's All Might. All Might is the one that went what? plus to this episode. Easily. I, uh, like, I'm... I'm quirkless. I'm... Quirkless. Frail. Could, could die, like, if the wind is too strong. And yet, without without hesitation, jumped to save that woman. That's plus ultra. Easily plus ultra. No one else comes close this episode. Because it's not about the impact of what you do. It's the fact that you just move without your, like, your brain knowing that your feet are moving. You know, I was so... I was this close to giving it to Monoma. If he hadn't... Uh, like, if he had actually, like... When Eerie started feeling sad, and he if he had tried to, like, perk her up or anything like that, it would have been to Monoma immediately, but he didn't. So I gotta go... I gotta go with Dylan, too. I gotta go... I gotta go with All Might. I gotta... I can't... I can't not. Dude, ago, we're doing their job, and All Might was doing his... Also doing his job, trying to do crowd control, and he has some dumbass just wandering out into the street, and, you know, yeah. Our boy... Our boy's doing it all. If Dylan didn't go on a speech about how he's always correct and just insulting you and me, James, I it would probably be a more important thing. I'm I'm sad that you gave in to it, James. I, you're, I, you're, you're weak. You're weak. You gave in to Dylan. There's <laughs> one answer here and one answer only, and it's eerie. Yeah, it's eerie. Yeah, shut up. Get out. Get him out eerie. of here. He didn't do she's, anything. She's learning how to write and read and writing letters, <laughs> which is adorable. 
She's it's a thing normal kids do. Shut up. Kids shut, up. Always shut up. Let me continue. <laughs> she is working with the bad side of UA. She was willing to deal with Monoma and be trained by Monoma. Imagine how Monoma, fucked though. up of a person would be if they got their personal training from Monoma. And you know what? Because she's such a good person, she was going to deal with it. That is plus ultra. None of us would want to be trained by him, but Eerie was willing to do it for the good of the people. Eerie deserves plus ultra. I can't, I can't. down. She learns to read and write. That just immediately <laughs> wins adorable. Oh my god, dude. Get him I, out of you're here. You're wrong. You're both Get wrong. him out of here. All right. That's all we got for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in to our quote-unquote 100th episode of the podcast, but also of the anime. We had so much talking through it. Next week, we will be back on Saturday to talk through the Christmas episode, whatever that's going to be titled, breaking down everything that happened there and hopefully getting more information on the next coming arc. But with that, that'll be all for this week's episode, and we'll see you back in class next week.